I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome to Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode number 188. I am Think So Joe. I'm just going to kill the theme music here, because I think if I turn it down, it's going to also turn you guys down, because it's on the other computer. So, stop the theme music. What's up, guys? What's up? All What's right. up? I hear, I, I hear echo. I don't. I heard one for sure a sec, echo. but it's gone. Nope, oh, nope, there it Wait, was. There I it heard is. it. Fun. It's back! Oh, it's going to make for a great show. There's Windows 10 for you. It's not even the Windows 10. It's like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it Windows is. Windows 10 watches. It doesn't repeat. Let me pull the cord from the computer. Let's see. Nope. Still going. Huh. I got no echo at all. And I'm on the shittiest connection. Go figure. Yeah, well, that's because you can't hear the echo because you're on the shitty connection. No, it's obviously something on your end, bud. I don't know, because everybody else is hearing it. I don't know why you're not. <laughs> uh, Canada's awesome that way. I guess. Canada is like a duck. There's no echoes there. Straight. Land of the free. Home of our Poutine. fallen hero, Roddy Piper. I see you. Saskatchewan born and raised, buddy. I see you have a something you'd like to say. Oh, there's lots to say, man. Well, I, uh, you got your your piece here. I'd like you to read your piece. Yeah, I would too. You know, um, we've lost a lot of guys recently. You know, Gagne and Dusty Rhodes. But this one hit me pretty hard because uh, there's a small a small window in your childhood where uh, you got Santa Claus and some cunt who like breaks into your house and takes your teeth and puts money under your pillow and all the sort of stuff you kind of believe in, buy into. And uh, I was born in 77, so there's a certain window of time where uh, baddies were the baddies. It's like we lost uh, just one of those guys who, who represented part of youth and childhood that over the weekend here. Um, he was the Joker, he was the Megatron or the Cobra Commander of wrestling for us 80s kids and 
yeah, sure, he was the bad guy, but he really wasn't. He was awesome. And, uh, fuck, man. Obey. I'm kind of tearing up, dude. <laughs> Roddy actually had a, uh, a G.I. Joe figure. He's one of the few living people that actually have one. I don't know if you guys knew that, but him and Sergeant Slaughter are are like two of maybe like ten people that actually got like actual G.I. Joe figures made of them. Hmm. But yeah, really sad news. Just I, I'm I'm walking through my house and I grab this fucking echo is gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> I'm walking through my house and I'm I had just set my phone down like two minutes earlier and I pick my phone up as I'm walking out the door and I go on Facebook just to check my Facebook one more time before I walk to the store and I see the first post I see is from R.D. Lee from uh, from uh, WeWantInsanity.com who we will acknowledge is probably the reason we're all here <laughs> at least JT and I um, and uh, he posted the TMZ article about Roddy Piper dying and I just Froze. There's no fucking way. No fucking way is Roddy Piper dead. We were just talking about him on the show last week. He was he's he had that beef with Steve Austin, and I was doing the Steve Austin bit and <laughs> talking about Roddy Piper, and just like I had to stop, and I couldn't. It was like no, this this can't be true. And I read the article, and then when I got back onto Facebook after reading the article, my entire newsfeed was Roddy Piper, and it was not just our fellow wrestling fans. It was people that couldn't give two shits about wrestling talking about Roddy Piper. Well, well this was how too, how big this was. Both of my lo- local news outlets, which barely covers any wrestling, didn't even when Dusty Rhodes' eyes covered it, both of them put, you know, said that we're sorry to hear the passing of Roddy Pipe, Rodney the Piper. <laughs> yeah, I, I my local news outlets did that too. And that's how big Roddy Piper was. He, he completely transcended the world of sports and entertainment and, and went from, you know, being this successful pro wrestler, the foil to Hulk Hogan, the the antithesis of Hulkamania. Like, without Roddy Piper, there is no Hulkamania because he would have nobody that charismatic to, 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 to feud with to, to launch that. And then he goes on and he makes movies. And in fact, the you know I had the uh, "They Live" clip in the in the intro because that's like the famous line. And I, you know, posted, "Oh my God, I can't believe Roddy Piper's dead." And then when I got back from the store, I posted simply, "I'm all out of bubble gum." And I tweeted that too. And just like so, but I saw so many people who were just like, "Oh my God, Roddy Piper died." who are not wrestling fans, who would never listen to this show in a million years, saying, oh my God, Roddy Piper died. That's how big Roddy Piper was. Yeah, it just kind of came out of left field, you know. Um, I mean, he's been up and down with health issues over the years, and he's come back and battled through. And, uh, you know, the last time we saw him, he was... uh, Giving Daniel Bryan a hug. Yeah, he looked he looked fine, man. I don't know. I mean, it's cardiac arrest. I guess you can't really see that, but no, I, no you I... you can't. But just you know, like, like we we're just talking about him last week, and everything was fine. And it is, it's 
hard to be a wrestling fan because these people that are are superheroes and super villains and they're invincible when you're a kid and then you grow up and they're dropping left and right and you know just suddenly without warning like last year with warrior warrior just we saw him on raw and then the next day he's dead yeah you know, and Roddy Piper, we're talking about his podcast one beef with Steve Austin, and now he's gone. You know, and there's, uh, he's the only guy that, at this older age, that when he's announced, like, I generally mark out. Yeah. And, and just, it's the same way. Like, I. He, when he came out at WrestleMania 19, I was I was way up in the nosebleed seats and couldn't see shit. And he came out and he's kicking Hulk Hogan and kicking Vince McMahon and like then he take like you can't see who he is from where I'm sitting. But then he takes off the you know whatever the hell he wore to the ring and it's like, oh shit, that's Roddy Piper, because he's got the kilt on, he's got the white shirt with the red you know <laughs> with the red ringers. Just wow, it's it's crazy. Like I I told the story on Facebook I had a chance to meet Roddy Piper and uh, it was Roddy Piper it was Mean Gene Okerlund it was Bobby the Brain Heenan up at a place called WWE Niagara Falls which is now closed um, but when we got there the security guards like nope lines full can't get in and we're standing there like no come on man we gotta meet we gotta meet these guys I, I really wanted to meet Bobby Heenan and I had the action figure with me and everything to get signed, but it's like, oh, cool, I get to meet Mean Gene and Roddy Piper, too. But the guy just was a dick and would not let us in line. But we got to see uh, what they did outside was a special Piper's Pit with Gene Okerlund and Bobby the Brain Heenan as the guests. But we never did get to go inside. I never did get to meet Roddy Piper. And now, you know, in retrospect, I'm kind of pissed about that. Not that I wasn't at the time, but <laughs> it's pissing me off all over again. fucking sucks it does I mean I so few words yeah no I'm not thinking a lot about it the last couple of days like what to say when he came on the show and it's just I don't know yeah just I, I sat down to do that uh, that little tribute article yesterday that I wrote and it was just I couldn't find the words I shared the video earlier of Ronda Rousey talking about her dad and Roddy Piper watching her fight and somebody just commented she has great teeth <laughs> levity here on the show right let's uh, let's continue talking about Roddy Piper for a few minutes and then we, we've got to call uh, our, our guest this week which is uh, Harlem Heat Stevie Ray 10 time WCW Tag Team Champion is going to be on the show in just a few minutes uh, but before we get to that, uh, Roddy Piper, real name Roderick, Roderick George Toombs, passed away uh, the other night from cardiac arrest at age of 61. Of course, our thoughts, condolences to his friends, family, and all of our fellow Roddy Piper fans. And WWE released a statement, WWE is deeply saddened that Roderick Toombs, a.k.a. Roddy Piper, WWE Hall of Famer and Intercontinental Champion, passed away at age of 61. WWE extends its sincerest condolences to Tombs family, friends, and fans. 
and of course his son and pro MMA fighter Colt Toombs. My father, Roddy Roddy Piper, was a great man and my best friend, and I will miss him forever, and I will always try to be the man he raised me to be. Vince McMahon said, Roddy Piper was one of the most entertaining, controversial, and bombastic performers ever in WWE, beloved by millions of fans around the world. I extend my deepest condolences to his family. Iron Sheik says, Roddy Piper, I love you forever. God bless you, Bubba. WWE also rang a 10-bell salute to Piper at their house show in San Diego, which we also played in the intro. Jesse Ventura says, So sad to hear about Roddy Piper. He once worked 91 nights without a day off. WWE wouldn't be what it is today without him. Wonderful athlete and friend. UFC fighter Ronda Rousey dedicated her UFC 190 fight to Roddy Piper. She's mentored by judo Jean LaBelle, who also trained Piper. He was one of the, or he was the one who gave her the Rowdy nickname, but she personally called Piper and asked for his permission to use it. She won swiftly and decisively at UFC 190 in the first round. Well known for her armbar submission, Rousey fucked her opponent's shit and changed the question, implementing a strike-based attack, just like her nickname sake, "Fuck Mr. T." <laughs> Rousey destroyed her opponent. Rest in peace, Roddy Piper. End show. <laughs> we could end right here if we wanted to, but. We do have a guest today, and uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, we talk to him about Roddy Piper when we get him on the line. I, I think the original plan was we were going to talk to him a little bit about the Hulk Hogan controversy, but I think this is a little more important. Yeah, fuck Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Piper was one of the ones that actually came forward to, to support Hulk Hogan. Over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck him anyway. <laughs> I don't even care if that fucker comes back, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that's pissed me off the most about Piper passing. It's just like... The timing is just fucked. Because, like, you know, uh, I mean, they're, they were... The, the foils to each other and it's just like one idiot kills his own career and the other guy just dies yeah that's like one you want to say goodbye to and the other just like want to give a swift kick in the ass and obviously <laughs> the one I'm kicking in the ass is Hogan so don't fucking put any words in my no 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 I knew exactly what you meant I know I'm just putting it out there for they... whoever might be listening <laughs> yeah right it's like fuck man trolls we um yeah um, Glad we got that WrestleMania 30 moment with Piper and Hogan and <laughs> Mr. T and uh, Paul Orndorff. Because that was the last chance we would have had to get it. Let's try and lighten things up a little bit. We've got Stevie Ray from Harlem Heat, former WCW 10-time tag team champion. Let me see if we can get him on this call here. How the fuck do I do this? I had to do this last week for JT. Now I got to figure out how to do it again. <laughs> you would think I would remember. It was just a week ago. But then again, you downloaded Windows 10, so no, it's that's not my Windows 10 computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's still Windows 10's fault. Sure, we'll blame it on Windows 10. Okay. All right, I think I got this. Let's see. Add to group call. Here we go. Let's see if we can get Stevie Ray on the line here. Any second now. There it goes. Hello? 
Well, is this Stevie Ray? Yes. This is the guys from BoardWrestlingFan.com. How are you doing today? Good. Very good. Good to hear. Uh, we were just uh, talking about Rowdy Rowdy Piper right before we called you, and we were wondering if you had any uh, Rowdy Piper stories you'd like to share. Mm, other than the fact that, as uh, a matter of fact, I just seen him a uh, month or so ago. Uh, we were doing an autograph thing uh, together at the Comic-Con here in Houston. And uh, me, him, Ron Simmons, Million Dollar Man, my brother, all right by each other signing autographs for two days. And this kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, as far as stories, no. I don't have any Ron Piper story. He was a uh, guy that I worked with and saw and spoke to, and that's about it. Always had mutual respect for each other, and that was about it. I think that it kind of threw us all for a loop. We we were <laughs> expecting to have a whole different conversation with you when we called you, but <laughs> I, mean, I don't I don't have any Ron Piper stories, not like yeah. that. You know, yeah. I've never really hung out with him or anything like that. Right. But um, just uh, God always had a good and kind thing to say, and always said, uh, "God bless you." Yeah, it's very, very sad to lose Roddy Piper. I mean, and, and uh, what about uh, we lost Dusty Rhodes a couple of months ago too? Do uh, you have any Dusty Rhodes stories? Well, Dusty Ron, always a always a character, man. Always funny. Always, uh, you know, up tempo guy. A lot of energy. Um, guy was very easy to talk to, you know, had a lot of deep involved conversations with him, you know, over the years back in WCW. And, uh, man, that, that one threw me for a loop also. Yeah. It's a tough business when it comes to that, I think. Uh, I mean, we just, we sit here and talk about it every week, and <laughs> you actually knew these people, you know, and that's, that's got to be yeah, really, really yeah, tough. Yeah, you know, always, uh, always a good dude, man, just like one of the. A good dude, man. Just a could talk to you about anything. If you had something going on, you know, that you needed somebody to talk to, talk to Dusty Rose, man, because he always had the answers. That was about it. Well, what we what we wanted to get you on and, and kind of talk about a little bit, and what we were originally considering talking to you about was uh, this Hulk Hogan controversy. Get your opinions on it. Because uh, once once the story came out, the uh, the infamous clip of the Clash of the Champions, where your your brother kind of <laughs> used a bad yeah. word on television, came out, and so I wanted to get your your thoughts on uh, on the Hulk Hogan situation. Uh, do you want to do that now? Uh, is this your interview here? <laughs> oh, we're we're on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. I'm it's sorry. cool. <laughs> no, I thought you guys were uh, hitting me up. I thought you guys were going to hit me up before you did the interview. Oh, uh, no, no. We, we we call live from air. <laughs> oh, okay. It's cool. Okay. And um, you know what? Uh, you bring up an interesting topic with uh, uh, my brother and that deal. I don't see the correlation. And I've been seeing a lot of that on uh, YouTube and and different people, you know, Facebook and Twitter and this, that, and the other. But really, truly, there's no correlation. And I don't, so when you ask me something like that, is this rhetorical or what? Because I don't see the uh, correlation. 
Well, I, I'm asking. So I, really, I really don't have an opinion on something <laughs> where two things have nothing to do with each other. I, I'm not asking your opinion on on what your brother said. I'm asking more about uh, your opinion on what Hulk Hogan said in the in this story that's coming out. Well, you know, Hulk Hogan. I think Hulk Hogan, and I've had I've been doing interviews this whole week about this guy, and uh, Hogan was always a cool guy with me and my brother. As far as the situation that, he, that he's got himself into, it's very, very unfortunate. And I don't think Hulk Hogan is any different from um, a lot of uh, white people in America, or black people, or Indian people, or Mexican people, or Chinese people. Once they get in their own confines, they result back to what they're used to and what they're comfortable with doing. A lot of us do it. He just got caught on tape doing it. Now, if you're asking me if that man has uh, is a bigot, or if you ask me if he's a racist, only Hulk Hogan knows that. Those things that we heard were bigoted and racist. If that's the uh, sentiment that he holds in his heart, I think someone should call him and ask him that. But be it as it may, it's unfortunate. I don't respect it. Most people of uh, African Americans don't respect it, but respect it rather. But uh, Hulk Hogan, you know, being tied to a big brand like the WWE, when you do things like that, whether it's malicious or whether it's just you in your own comfort zone, you know, things have to be done, and that's unfortunate. Right. Right. Exactly. Um... So you just, uh, we had a story a few weeks ago. You signed a uh, Legends contract with WWE, is that correct? Yeah, that, yeah, that was back in May. Okay. How's that yeah, treating that you? Back in May. <laughs> How's that treating you? It was okay. I mean, you know, we're just getting, get, just getting things off the ground now. I mean, and uh, hopefully um, uh, we'll start doing some work together here in the near future. But, uh, yeah, we finally got, you know, signed a contract a little more difficult <laughs> than uh, people think. It's a lot of stuff you have to go over. So it took actually two weeks to get everything <laughs> just signed. <laughs> so well, we finally got it done, though. But uh, hopefully things will start to transpire here in a little bit. So we're probably looking at merchandising, like Harlem Heat merchandise coming out soon, action figures, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah a, few, a few things as far as uh, the company go. A few things uh, as far in the uh, merchandising world. So that's 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 good to hear. He's going to get a big push from it, from the video games all down. It's good to hear. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Now, last, yeah. last time I saw you was at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony inducting your brother. You were telling all kinds of stories. and <laughs> he, he's, His was actually the only one I was actually there for, him and, and Trish Stratus, because we parked in Jersey and had to leave. <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, we yeah, we've yeah. all that was a good day. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look you look great up there. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, man. Um, so we, we we got to hear some stories of how how you and Booker broke into the business, him just getting out of prison, and you saying, "Hey, let's do this," and some some funny stories of you kind of leaving him in the middle of the street crying and stuff like that. You got any any other stories you want? <laughs> any other stories you could share with us? <laughs> now, that's the biggest one. That's the one nobody, no, nobody believes that. You know, what I'm saying? like that actually happened. You know, 
that actually happened, you know. Uh, I can't remember how old he was at the time. But uh, that's when you know a guy's committed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's committed to the cause. He is committed to the cause to the very end. <laughs> but uh, the, I just had to share that one with everybody. And he, I didn't tell him I was going to do that either. I didn't tell him I was going to. I told him about some of the things I was going to uh, put in contact. The thing, the thing was, I put that whole uh, thing together in pieces, uh, almost like uh, cliff notes. Right. And... Um, so I didn't want it to sound rehearsed. Didn't want it to sound like somebody reading off a piece of paper. Because I've I watched a couple of the uh, WWE uh, ceremonies, Hall of Fame ceremonies through the years. Right. And man, the guys look like uh, you know ironing board shirts. They're so stiff. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna get up there and look like that. So what I did was put things in categories depending on what kind of time I had. And I, you know, WWE is so meticulous with uh, how they do things, you know, the night before, the night before, you know, they sent a producer down to go over my brother's speech and my speech. And I'm like, well, I don't have a speech like that. I have categories that I've written out. So in every category, you know what I'm saying, I've kind of instilled in my head. So if I got to sit here and tell it all to you, then, brother, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, so he's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm like, wow, man, I never heard anything like that. But, you know, it's station. You so that's why, you know, that part, I think, was in the front third. Um, I can't even remember how I had them um, chronicled out now. I think it was in the second or third one, and I was like, okay, if I get to this one, I've got enough time, then I'll talk about this. And that's in, I, I can't even remember now how I came out. You know, I mean, how I had everything, you know, chronicled. I can't remember, but I remember. You know what? Until you just said that a few minutes ago, I forgot I even talked about it. <laughs> I swear, I forgot I even talked about it, you know? Because I haven't seen. The uh, Hall of Fame, I did it, and we got so much feedback from it. I mean, people kept saying, man, that was great, man. It was so touching, so this, so that. I mean, this was the whole day from that night through the next day that I, you know, people was like, oh, that was such a touching story, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, wow. But, you know, as I got through everything, <laughs> it's out of my mind now, if you know what I'm saying. Right, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what, what were they listening to? You know, I didn't, even my nephew came up to me, you know, I don't know, this was a month later and said, oh, you really look like you are, I can see a tear in your eye. I'm like, man, I'm an actor. <laughs> That's what I get paid to do, man. I got to make everything come together. I don't remember that, but the thing is, I've never seen the uh, footage on it. Right. Never seen it. I watched it right when the DVD came out because, like I said, I was there for, for, for Booker's induction and I was there for Trish Stratus's induction, and then it's like, okay, we better go get back to our car before it's towed. How far were you guys parked away from there? We were at the we were parked at the Izod Center just across just across the the turnpike there, but we. <laughs> oh okay 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 so, hey man that's on hey yeah gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> right we, we, we 
took the bus over. We got there late, and we paid 12 bucks for a beer, and we couldn't see from where we were sitting because we were up in the last row <laughs> behind Adam Graves' retired jersey number trying to see down to the stage. Can't see that. Can't Man. see the Jumbotron. Like, well, shit, what, what oh, are we paying for? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, man. That thing uh, threw me for a loop. I almost forgot everything. <laughs> I almost forgot everything I was going to say when I walked out there. Because I didn't bring, I didn't want to bring a piece of paper out with me like everybody else did. Right. You know what I'm saying? And be looking down like some newsman, like Walter Cronkite or something like that on, you know, <laughs> CBS News or something like that, talking about somebody. And I'm like, how? So I had to cram every, all that stuff in my head. And when I walked out, well, we had did rehearsals, was it the day before or the day morning, well, that morning, something like that. I can't remember, remember that. We did rehearsal. Nobody in the whole building. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when I walked back out that night, the place is full. And I'm like, it threw me for a loop. And I was like, look at all these God, you know, it threw me off. And then when they started calling my name, it really threw me off. <laughs> so now I'm like, I got to look down. I couldn't look at anybody. I got to look down and look at, you know, I see all my friends, you know, the wrestlers and right. family and stuff in the audience. And I'm like, holy shit. Um, gather yourself. That was the part. Because people always ask me, do I get nervous? And now nah, I've been doing stuff stuff in front of people all my life I don't get nervous for almost anything probably but that got I don't know if I was nervous but it threw me off I could imagine I, I could imagine it would be overwhelming because a lot of the a lot of the people in that crowd aside from aside from the wrestlers right in front of you were people that hadn't seen you in quite a while probably since since yeah, WCW went that's out of true. business so. other than other than uh, an occasional uh, you know appearance that I do from time to time you know and that's right. really about it, you know? And so you're right about that. But um, going back to your initial question about uh, Hogan, um, and a lot of people have asked me about that. You know, um, I think the thing with Hogan is a little bull. I'm not going to say blown out of overboard, but I think certain people are blowing it a little bit bigger than it should be because he's Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah, because I was telling some guys this the other day on another podcast. Hogan had an intricate part of me and my brother being successful in WWE. I'm sorry, in WCW. And that's something I'll always be grateful to him about. Does not take away how I feel about his his rant, you know. Right. But, you know this man and other African Americans in the business will say the same thing. Well, that still doesn't, you know, exclude what he did, but, um, I would, people have asked me what, what, uh, matter of fact, I had to do Stephen A. Smith. You're familiar with him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did his show the other day and he, big wrestling fan, and he wanted to know about, and I told him the same thing and he asked me if Hulk Hogan came up to me and I, to, you know, put his hand out and apologize, you know, would I accept his apology? And I said, yeah. Still does not mean I'm going to forget about what he did and what he said. But I'm not a hateful person. Right. Especially not over something like that, which I, me and my brother was doing a thing on the radio yesterday, and I was like, if you heard some of the things when we would go back in the dressing room after some of those 
crap we had to deal with in WCW. Right. And you heard some of the words we were saying in our in our hotel room, not dressing room, but a hotel room. You wouldn't have the same thoughts about us as you would right now. Right. So it's kind of human nature in a lot of ways. Sometimes, then other times there are people that are functioning bigots and racists, which they walk the streets every day. It can be congenial with everybody, you know, and when they get back in their domain, in the privacy of the domains, they're the most hateful people in the world. Right. I don't know. Some people are chameleons. Some people just throw it out there. So when you attach with Fortune 500 companies, you're cancer now. Right. And that's what I think Hogan is dealing with right now. So you think that WWE, in basically severing all ties with Hulk Hogan, that's the right thing for them to do because they need to protect their image? Well, frankly, I can't answer that, and I won't attempt to answer that. Okay. Because I don't know what their criteria is when you have problems like like they say in football off the field excursions right so uh, but if you embarrass the company this is the criteria if you do this this is the criteria if something like this happens this is I don't know because I'm not in charge of that and I don't know the person that is I don't know what rules and regulations they got drawn up I don't know what's in his contract you know what I'm saying right it's bigger than that right it's a little bigger than that so, so when somebody asks me what WWE should do, go look at the criteria makeup. Sometimes it's beyond what they want to do. Sometimes it's what they have to do. Right. I think the reason that you keep getting asked this question is you you actually uh, were in NWO Hollywood with Hulk Hogan whenever he was yep. around to actually be part of that group. But, so I think right. that that's that puts you kind of in a unique position to to be asked that question, because well, a lot of a, a lot of the questions are you know pretty much stem from because I'm African American. Well, I, that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's because I'm African American, but I'm I'm not at liberty to let's condemn somebody. I'm a little bit more educated than that. Right. And I know we I I'm, I'm on record saying I live in. A racist country but when I say that I say it because I want people to learn from it we got a con we're in a country of 315 million people you know 32 million of them are african-americans then you got this many Hispanics then you got this many Asians then you got this many Indians you got so many you know Pakistani this that, and the other um, all in one country 50 states um, oh, Hawaii, Alaska, you know, those are the groups within themselves, Hawaii and Alaska. But yet, we don't have civil wars going on in this country. And we have a lot of people that's never been around no other than their own. So we have a lot of people, a lot of people think racism starts and stops with black and white. Well, if somebody believes that, they ain't been around very much, they ever read very much, or they never even thought about it very much. So it's getting passed down, the ignorance is getting passed down from generation to generation. If you don't look out and put your foot forward to try to learn about other people and have empathy for other people, especially what they go through on a daily basis, then what are we talking about? 
Exactly. No, you're you're exactly right. I'm, I'm, I kind of live my life of if you're cool to me, I'm going to be cool to you. You know, <laughs> I don't care what the color yeah. your skin is, what gender you are. It don't matter to me. You know, just be cool to me and I'll be cool to you. And I think everybody else on this show that's just sitting here listening instead of chiming in, <laughs> I think they, uh, they would agree. I think the, the rest of my crew here on the show that's just listening and not chiming in, I think they'll they'll agree with that statement. Oh, it's somebody other than you? There's four of us here, man. I'm the only one talking. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was just you. No, nah, they, they let me run with these things, and then I occasionally say, hey, you guys want to jump in anytime now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, they can jump in anytime they want with me. I don't know but one way to do it. Well, I got a question for one of our listeners. She, want, she, she wants to know who you liked who you liked wrestling in um. In the in global in the global wrestling federation, who do I like? Who did I like wrestling in global? Yes, probably Manny Fernandez and uh, Killer Tim Brooks. Right. Anyway. As well as Iceman King Parsons and and uh, his partner in the Blackbird, as well as Black Bart and Johnny Mant Johnny Mantel. You know, man, I forgot about them. So that's a good question. All these guys start popping in my mind like pop-ups, you know. Uh, but those are those are probably the top three. Cool. Anybody else? G, Mark, you guys want to jump in? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I know you had questions. You knew I was coming on for the last few weeks. Um, I do have one. Yeah, give it up. Yeah. If you if you or another wrestler, this is something I've been curious about and this is the best time to get it out. If you were presented with something that you morally objected to, like if you thought it was a bit racist, were you allowed to say I don't want to do that? Or was it made clear if you didn't you wouldn't get anything else down the line? You know, I'm glad you asked that question. Oh good. Because <laughs> Uh, I've been asked that by people on a personal side, not a business side. But I'm glad you put it out there like that. We we were asked many times when we were coming up in our careers to do something that we don't agree with, that we saw as the prototypical um, person in charge wanting the African-American wrestler to do something African-American wrestlers have been doing for the last 30 years. If anybody knows anything or followed our career, the one unique thing about us, we never did one. And that was because that's what we decided to do. So when those things came up, the first thing we said was, we don't do that. Oh, you think you can dance a little? We don't do that. <laughs> oh, you think you can do some little chucking and jiving? We don't do that. Oh, you think you can do some slappy white? We don't do that. <laughs> we do this. And that's one thing that got us over because people had never seen at that time or since two African-American guys is when they walk out, they were all business. So if somebody came up to me and said, 
Um, we got a skit here. Um, this guy is going to say the N-word to this guy, and you're going to be listening to it. I would have said I'm not comfortable with that. Now, if my job relies on that skit and not the integrity within myself, I really need that job. Hmm. No, thanks. That was, as I said, that was something I was thinking about with everything that's coming out. I know a lot of people do, but I never did. I was I was determined, and my brother in WCW, we're going to be treated equal, or we have something to say about it. Yeah, like you said, I think that is something that really set you to apart, and like it's not really been the same since. I mean, the New Day, they do some things. They're trying to get away from it all now, and they are doing a good job of it. But at first, it did have that feel to it that people were a bit uncomfortable with. But they've gone on to well, do quite a bit now for themselves. Well, you know, just like the New Day, um, the Primetime Players. What was the other guy's name? Crime Time. Crime Time. Crime time yeah. That was not yeah. very what good. Does, what does all those things have in common? It's stereotypical. Am I not right? Uh, yeah, very stereotypical. Now I know these guys got to do what they got to do. But that is the way. I assume that you guys let me get off get off uh, subject for a second. Is everybody in the studio uh, all Caucasian or white? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I assume maybe not you, but your peers and people around you on a day to day basis. Ask yourself: Is this is the way I look at black people? Or is this the way black people presented to me in the media on a day-to-day basis? Has anybody ever done that? Yeah, I'm I'm aware that the way I think and feel about black people is not the way that they're usually represented, especially not in okay, but then, but in an entertainment point of view, that works. Can you see the difference? Yeah. So that's why... Uh, a big organization like WWE, well, I'm going to put it out here like this because this is what white people can relate to on an easier, a easier way to look at it. Not the militant guy. I'm not the guy that's a straight shooter. I'm not the guy that's, you know, going to go against the grain. This guy. Easier to write for, easier to present. Doesn't mean it has any malice in, involved in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't know that anyway. But can you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Which some people can look at that as very disturbing. I get it all the time. And the reason I'm saying this is I get it all the time from fans when I'm just, if I go to the gym, if I go to the grocery store, if I, somebody recognize me at the, at the trainers, it makes no difference. First thing they say to me is, man, these, the way these guys out there now, I can't even relate to them, but man, I could I, I didn't miss you. Y'all make me so proud. Because y'all didn't take no shit. You know? That's what we get on a daily basis all over the world. 
Man, I love when you guys walked out. Y'all just looked like y'all would kill somebody. You know, so it's a difference. Now, why hasn't that been done again? I have no idea. But you got people coming in now that don't have leverage that we had back then. We had a lot of leverage. We had leverage to go to WWF. We had leverage to go to Japan. We had leverage to go to places all over the world if we didn't want to stay where we were. And everybody knew that. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah, like any job. I think one problem is, and you see it with every wrestler in the WWE is that they're just so happy to be there and they want to exactly. be and stay there that they'll let they'll do anything they're asked pretty much yeah the, the leverage factor is really gone you know what I'm saying it's, I also, mean it ain't like we desperately if I'm a need a number up, two go ahead uh, we desperately need a number two company for people to go to a viable number two company for them to go to anyway <laughs> well you know I think I mean you know Vince Vince is so far out in front now you know you might go chance to work somewhere else but you're not going to get you know that notoriety like he like like he gives you yeah that's like he's so far out in front now he, he's like NASCAR now you know <laughs> there are other forms of racing but they ain't NASCAR you know <laughs> so you know he's all the NFL you know uh, you know, you can go from team to team, but it ain't a bunch of other leagues out there, you know. So it, it is what it is. That's America. That's capitalism. That's, it is what it is. But, you know, going back to your initial question, no. We never succumbed to uh, those uh, racial stereotypical things that how white people, and they, I'm not saying nothing bad about it. Certain white people was in charge. That's all they knew. It was just ignorance. It wasn't mm -hmm. that they they had. They just didn't know nothing else. This is how it's been for so long. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have any clue or inclination of evolution. Things have evolved now. There's a different African-American audience out there now. And they like these kind of guys, not those guys. That's all. You had mentioned... Hopefully I am. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just saying, uh, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, very, very well. Thank you very much. Uh, you had mentioned... Uh, during your answer that, uh, you know, if somebody had asked you to, uh, to, to be on camera nearby while, uh, while somebody said the N-word, that you, you wouldn't do it, but your, your brother did that, and I was wondering your thoughts on that, uh, if, if you recall that segment. Well, frank, well, frankly, my brother is not me. Right, right. Let's start off with that first and foremost. Uh, they were actually making a spoof of when he called Hogan the N-word. Okay. That's, that's where all that derived from. So, Vince McMahon and uh, his crew of people thought they could get a, a laugh out of it. But let's take that out of the equation. Now, if someone wanted to do that, and the thing with Hogan, when my brother called Hogan in, where it had never came up, and if someone wanted to do that, how, how stupid is that? Right, no, exactly. I don't, I don't want to have anything. You know, one is satire. Right. Depending on how you want to look at it, whether it's right or wrong, it's still satire. It's just like a comedian might tell a joke that people might think is offensive. He's still a comedian. Right. Now, still I, a comedian. That, that, always that. And, and that that's actually come up over the past uh, couple of weeks since the Hogan controversy broke up was that uh, broke out was that segment and uh, I I've been saying pretty much the same thing it's it wasn't intended to be a, a racist segment with with 
you know, Vince saying the N-word, it was more of a comedy bit where Vince is just completely right. out of touch and, and he's just like senile right. old white guy trying to be hip, you know? Right, right. exactly. Exactly. And that's why when we started this conversation, I said there's no correlation whatsoever. If you know anything about that, how the whole thing, you know, came forth, it's, uh, it, that was a mistake. And in a way, in a way, in some roundabout way, the way you just put it is the way Vince didn't want people to look at it. But a lot of people didn't look at it like that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right. I, re- I remember when it, it happened, was, being on social media, and people were flipping out about it, and like, well, he can't say that. Like, it was a joke. He's out-of-touch white guy trying to be hip with his, his, his rapper yeah. champion, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm like... Wait a minute. Matter of fact, I got into a heated conversation with Ernest Ted Miller about it last week. And he was like, well, Vince said this and blah. I'm like, brother, I'm like, it, 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 it ain't the same thing. How are you going to take what Vince did in a skit as opposed to what Hogan said in a rant of vitriol? I mean, really? I, I don't see the correlation. I mean, I'm like, brother, if you don't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. I don't really know. Because he was pretty much saying, um, Vince shouldn't have fired Hulk Hogan. And you know, I'm like, you don't know the backdrop to all of that. You're just going off impulse. It's bigger than that, apparently. Yeah. That's just me. Right. You know? But I'm not going to sit here and defend someone that just I just heard a tape where he you know disrespects my whole genetic makeup really I can't do that uh, aside from uh, from what's apparently on the sex tape he he did a radio interview of, I don't know I guess it was a couple of years ago and yeah. and he and I listened to this interview and I, I didn't know if that was yeah. at the time if that was what the, the controversy was or not it turned out it wasn't uh, but I, I listened to this interview, and to to hear him talk and and to hear him use the N word the way he was using it in the interview, to me it was like, okay, that's not racist. He's just ignorant. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It's more than that. If you listen to everything I said today, it's more than one type of racism. It's context and intention as well. Exactly. So when people have a forum on racism, if you're going to dance around the narrative, where did we get from it? Nothing. Because it's a little bit more complicated than just black and white and N-word and this, that, and the other. Right. It's bigger than that. It's exactly. more complicated than that, and in a lot of instances, it's more ugly than that. So, uh, you get a lot of people weighing in on things that they really never talked about in context. You really kind of talk of certain situations that come up, but you never really put a forum together and laid it down. 
Because when you have to ask questions like, and this is what I see, you know, people that are way more educated than I talk about on certain, over the last few years on certain radio, I mean not radio, but television stations, the big news stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we have a black quarterback now, is racism over in America, really? If you have to ask that question, who wrote this? What scholar is going to come out and address something that's stupid? Really? <laughs> really? I, it, it doesn't. Really? It, it doesn't take a genius to see that racism is still around in America with everything that's happened in the last few years. With with with. The, right. with if anything, if you really look at the situation from a real objective point of view. There is more racism since Barack Obama got in office. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that statement. Oh yeah, I'll second it or third it. Because racism equals profit for someone. I don't know who it is. I don't know who they may be, but in some way, shape, or form, racism equals profit for someone. And it got stirred up like wasps when Barack Obama got in office. So, I think racism is here to stay as long as someone is profiting from it. Who those people are? Who those people are? I don't know. And I know people that's listening to me right now, or whatever, don't even understand what I'm saying. But no news conglomerate does anything and put anything on their stations unless someone is profiting from it. You're That's abso- real. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, that's why it's easy to dance around the real subject because we just want to keep that narrative out there. You know, hey, I, I applied for a... Uh, a scholarship, and I didn't give it. They gave it to a black guy. I think that's reverse racism. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a reverse racism. If you look at the education level of non-African Americans as a compared to African Americans, really? <laughs> You're more eighty-eight times to get that scholarship than the black guy, and the one black guy gets us that scholarship or your financial aid over one person that's white, and that's reverse racism, which means what? I feel as though, since I'm white, I should have got that only because of the reason I'm white. But I don't look at the big picture. They which, never get nothing, and one guy got something. No, that's racism. Yeah, which, of course, that now now the white guy's the racist because he's, <laughs> because he's claiming racism. And I'll tell you, you, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell you a you personal story. Say. I'll tell you a personal story. Is I, I take the bus to work every night. I'm sitting at the bus station. I don't want to be bothered. I got my headphones on. I've got my face buried in my phone. And a guy comes over. He's waving his hand next to me. I'm not paying any attention to him. I just, I'm ignoring him. And I, in between songs on my phone, I hear this guy walking away from me. He goes, Racist? I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, because because I'm because I'm white and not paying any attention to you, that makes me racist. Like that that makes you racist for calling me racist because I'm white. <laughs> I, I I think I gotta agree with the guy. I think you should have said something. <laughs> <laughs> I got headphones on, man. I got my face. I think I was reading. Stop all of this. Just if you had to just put 
took one thing out of your ear and said, hey, look, dog, uh, I ain't got time. Put it back in. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, regardless of the color of his skin, I ain't paying attention to him. I, gotta, I, I was reading, like, the SmackDown spoilers or something. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but, you know, that, that just is what it is. That just is. That's what I'm talking about. When it comes to real racism, a lot of people just don't really, they just don't really get it. So it's like, okay, if a white guy looks at me the wrong way, he must be a racist. You know, if yeah. a black guy um, gets a financial aid before me, whoever made this whole system up must be racist. <laughs> right, exactly. You know exactly. Right. The, there, there, there's a lot of white people in this country feel as though we are privileged. <laughs> and they don't realize, okay, you are the minority, but sometimes we have to get some crumbs to someone else. It's not personal, right? I mean, and and if you if in, in your hypothetical here, if if the black man earned the scholarship over the white guy, Wait, I'm not talking about scholarship. I'm just talking about financial aid. Financial aid, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. If the black guy is getting the financial you know? aid, it's because he earned it, deserved it, doesn't have the means to get to pay for it himself, and the and the government's helping him out. And the white guy might be just over the threshold or something, saying, "Well, this guy got it over me. That's not fair. That's racist." <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, right. that's going to be one guy out of 500,000. Right. But I'm saying, if he earned it, that's, that's not racist. That's going to be an everyday thing, if you know what I'm saying. But, but, but that's what, what I'm saying. Is, look at the numbers. What I'm saying is, if he earned it, that's not racist. That's He earned it. <laughs> and and people need to stop looking at it that way, and I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Reverse racism? As if someone... Of African American origin came up with this. Really? <laughs> so now, now when you look at it, the Caucasian is writing rules and regulations against his own. That's crazy. But when you look at it, you look at the stack the numbers up, you just go, wow, I mean, I didn't look at it like that. You just, first thing, first thing pop in your mind is, boom, race. You see what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. You just give exactly. it the forethought, you know? Exactly. <laughs> And it's yeah, like, well, I should have like thinking that. the black guy earned it. They thought, hey, the black guy got it. Must be because he's black. Yeah, but that one guy, if you compare to how many white people got same kind of financial aid, it's going to be 40 to 1. If you know what I'm saying, if you look at the numbers, yeah. you know, it's going to be 40 to 1. So, you know. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes people feel as though I deserve this because I am white. So is that racism? No, that goes back to what I spoke on earlier. You don't take time out to try to learn other people's situations and other people's cultures of what they go through. No more than what you see on television. Exactly, exactly. Let's uh, let, let's Let's kind of turn this around and bring it back to wrestling here because this is a wrestling podcast after all right uh so you got this wwe we get off on listening to me talk about race i don't know why it's cool <laughs> man it's cool uh you got the legends contract now is there any chance we'll ever see stevie ray back in the ring it, you know, it's a, you know, anything is possible i mean i get this question on facebook all the time and i don't really like to i can't really respond to everybody on facebook but every now and then i'll put one out there and say you never know 
That's just how, that's all I that's the only way I can put it. You never know. But since we're talking right now, anything is possible. I'll put it like this. Don't be surprised. But who knows what's in the cars, man? But if you ask me if I know anything, definitely no, I do not. But I wouldn't put anything past anything. Now, when, when's the last yep. time you actually wrestled a match? Was it was it two thousand two? I just wrestled. Uh, I just wrestled uh, a month or so ago. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I know. You know, I just won the uh, Wildcat Sports Heavyweight Championship. Okay. And uh, uh, from Shane Taylor down in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, so, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm down at the school. Uh, you know, I'm down at the school uh, right now for the last uh, year, year and a half. Uh, you know, helping train the guys. So uh, I'll be wrestling this Friday and Saturday this week. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back, man. All right, awesome. I'm back. Well, hopefully we'll see you on TV soon, wrestling, and uh, and get to relive some of the some of the Harlem Heat days. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, man. But hey, I'm getting uh, for the last year, or so I really got out of shape. I mean, because I was I was building I was building a motorcycle, and uh, I was building it in my buddy's garage, and he stays in a town outside of Houston. So I was going back and forth, back and forth, but. I build my motorcycle and 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 just do day to day work and I man I really got out of shape. I was eating all the garbage in the world and I wasn't working out, you know, drinking a lot of soft drinks and things of that nature. And man, um I I I challenged myself this year, I said, Boy, you gotta be back in shape. I finally finished my bike late last year and then uh uh I said, you know, made it, you know, conscious effort to get myself back in shape. You know, I want to get back in the ring and stuff like that. And uh, then me and my brother had a reunion show down here in town, and uh, and I just got the bug again, man. You know, so I'm 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 knocking the weight off slowly but surely, and getting back in shape, man. I bench pressed 400 pounds the other day, so my strength is coming back, and. Uh, uh, I'm down to 277 pounds. I was around 300. And uh, slowly but surely, man, um, you know, Stevie Ray's coming back. It's funny. I asked you if you if you last wrestled in 2002. I have it right here in front of me that on in February you and Booker T reunited and had a match against the Heavenly Bodies. <laughs> it's right here in front you of me. Get, you ain't did your homework, bro. It's it's literally <laughs> right here. In front, yeah, I get that a lot. It's literally right here in front of me. I'm looking at it right now on February 21st. Booker T and Stevie Ray reunited. Is <laughs> now I feel dumb. Uh, it's not an interview on this show if I don't say something stupid and, <laughs> and get, get called out. Get called out on it. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, when you asked me, I was like, look, man, I've been gone, but not that long, you know. <laughs> but officially, an official match, and probably wouldn't have got it in the airwaves. I think 07, 06, 07, right in there is when I had my last official match. Right. That, you know, a little independent show. But uh, but then I went down to New Orleans and... uh and me and Shane uh, had a had a match, and uh, 
And I'm always jumping in the ring and jumping on someone from behind. So I guess that uh, <laughs> that's not an official match, but I do that a lot. So, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's fun, man. It's fun to be back. Uh, like I said, I've never stopped. But now, you know, everything's picked up. So it's all good. All right. And uh, you're also yeah. filming a movie? Yeah, man. This movie's called Streets of New York. Matter of fact, it's uh, it's on hold right now for some uh, production problems or something like that. But uh, yeah, that hopefully that'll be uh, hopefully that'll be getting back going here in the, ne- in the next a few weeks or so. But uh, I'm also, you know, you know, I'm kind of just rebuilding my whole brand. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of have trying to have a rebirth and uh, and it's. It's been so, so, so much. Uh, so many people reaching out to me to want to do stuff, and it's like, holy crap! I'm like, man. I mean, some out there. Maybe my daughter had to tell me, "Dad, you, you, your name will never die. You can't bury it." <laughs> See, you know, my daughter's 21. She goes to Sam Houston. She's a senior at Sam Houston State University, and to this day, she still get people bothering her about how to meet. <laughs> when they find out who she is, I would imagine. <laughs> and uh, and she's never sold it. She's never sold the fact of who her uncle is and who her dad is. She's never done it. Right. But people will find out some kind of way, shape, or form. And she says she's even to this day in college, she gets bombarded with. So many of those kids grew up watching us. You know what I'm saying? So it's unbelievable. Or their parents did. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing man it's it's really amazing and I'm like wow wow it's just you know but it's, it's gratifying at the same time so you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run with it man we're gonna run with it and see how far we can take it awesome. have a little fun with it awesome cause I'm the kind of guy I was really disgusted with the business for so long you know right so and I had a lot of dreadful type of sentiments in my heart just for the business itself, you know. Because I've seen so much bull crap in this business to the point where, you know, it's, it just gets you to a breaking point, man. But the business, I've never brought the business home with me like a lot of guys do. A lot of guys are wrestlers 24-7. Yeah. I never brought wrestling home with me. And I never hang, hung around wrestlers. And I never sit there and have conversations with wrestlers outside of when I'm at home or something. Because the only thing other wrestlers want to do is talk about wrestling. And so it was easy for me to step away from it. Very easy. You know, other guys out doing uh, independent shows. Just to, I mean, I did that when I had time to, but I also had a business here. Right. So it was hard for me to just go out and do stuff, at, you know, at will. But um, um, but it, but it just always seems to amaze me that, you know, um, the guys out working for a couple hundred bucks, and I'm like, wow, man, really? <laughs> I hate leaving my house. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I, when I, um, you know, I hate going to airports. I hate rental cars. I hate hotels. I hate all, everything that had something to do with pro wrestling, I hate it. You know, the only thing I really missed was the camaraderie with the guys. That's what I really missed, the camaraderie with the guys. All the other stuff, Man, I could care less if I ever got on another airplane unless I was going on a vacation or something. <laughs> I could care less about rental cars because I got enough cars to 
drive my own. And, you know, just the, just the, 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 the wrestling conversations. I, I could care less if I ever heard another one. You know, just like you get, just get drawn into it. Just like the talking thing. You just get drawn into somebody else's <laughs> bull crap. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, really? Holy shit, man. <laughs> Use my language, but golly. You know, uh, but, it, you it, know, it's, it's cool. If that's, if, if that's the worst word that's said on this show today, then that's, uh, that, that's a, that's a clean show for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, wrestling is, a, is great. I love professional wrestling, man, but, I don't love all the bullcrap that comes with some of it, you know. But that's any job, though. So right. what the hell? One question yeah. we ask of everybody on this show uh, when they come on is: uh, In your career, did you ever have that one moment where you thought to yourself, "That's it. This is the best. I'm, I can retire right now." Have you ever had that moment? No, never <laughs> did. All right. So you say that's why you got to come back. You got to have that moment still. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, no, I don't know, man. I like I said, I looked at professional wrestling totally different than a lot of the other guys. I love to do it, but I hated the business. Right. So it's retiring. It ain't something I did in the ring. It would just be something that pretty much consumes the business itself that I'm involved in. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Right. Now, that's happened many times where you just don't want to be around certain people, you know, that you just got disdain for. You know, like, holy crap, let me get the hell away from this guy before I get a case on me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be around this because I know uh, my temper is and I just don't want to be here. Right. Then that subsides. You know, then that subsides and you go on about your business. But, you know, anything that ever made me feel that way, it wasn't something good. <laughs> okay, so you never you never had that positive moment where you're like, This is the this is the best thing ever. I'm uh, I can retire happy right now. You never had that moment. If I had that if I had that moment, I was ready to do it again. Right, right. Okay. And go Fair reach enough. for it again. That's a, that's actually a really good answer. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to top it. That's, uh, you got that, you've got that euphoric feeling. I wanted to top it and, or get it again. You know what I'm saying? That's that's actually that's probably one yeah. of the best answers we've ever gotten for that question, I think. <laughs> you guys have any other questions you want to ask? Mark, um, JT? Yeah. Honestly, I just, I'm just wondering, are you involved at all with Booker T's promotion or is that his thing he does on his own? Yeah, I'm involved in that... Uh, to the T. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm involved in that to the T, yeah. That's another thing that takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> like I said, we got two shows this weekend. And uh, and like I said, the uh, the academy, I'm down there a whole lot. Not as much as I used to be, but enough, you know. But most of the guys down there now are pretty much uh, uh, the old students. That just down there working out, you know. So, and uh, we got a couple of trainers that pretty much take care of the new guys, but ain't but a few of them right now. But you know, uh, hey, the more the merrier. But uh, but but as of right now, I got a lot of things going on outside the uh, wrestling business, and that's how I pretty much stay busy, you know. And that's how I like it, you know. 
because uh, I got a uh, wrote a couple of reality shows that I'm trying to pedal around right now and uh, I want to try to get into uh, some more some more of the movie type stuff you know so I'm peddling myself for that also all right I think uh, JT had a question too hello did I lose everybody here or was it just me talking I'm still here okay <laughs> JT are you there yeah. <laughs> Stevie Ray's still here I think I thought JT had a question but uh uh, did I detect a, did I detect the uh, accent on the guy I was talking? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm English. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all yeah. over the place here. Uh, there's the, I'm in Buffalo and JT's in Syracuse, uh, G's in Calgary, and uh, Mark's over there in England. <laughs> He's on the phone from England right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Every week, every Sunday. I have no lie. <laughs> We talked well, to I'm, we talked to Chris I'm Jericho because it's like it's like eight hours ahead. Uh, yeah, for me it is ten past eight in the evening. Oh, okay. We we yeah, talked I'm to only five hours ahead of Joe. We talked to Chris Jericho briefly. We 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 had some technical problems with that. Never got to finish the interview, but he was in England, and it was the same guy that set this up, Cassidy from cheap uh, from cheapheat dot com set up this interview yeah. and also set up that interview and he uh, he set us up with Jericho and he insisted no 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 let's let's do it while he's in England and so we're, we're calling Chris Jericho's manager on the phone in England from here and Jericho's like you guys don't sound English I'm like no we're here in the States like why are you calling me in England <laughs> <laughs> and then he got back to the States and signed with WWE <laughs> we never got to talk to him again so <laughs> What was he doing in England? He was uh, he was on tour with Fozzie with his band. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard that band. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that band. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're fans over here. So we <laughs> when we got a chance to talk to him, that was really cool for us. But like I said, we had so many technical problems. We talked to him for maybe thirty seconds, and it was done. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, a good dude, man. We all we always had a good time together, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a, he, he, he's very good at what he does, man. Yeah, well, that's good, man. You guys getting some uh, top talent on your on your uh, on your deal here. Yeah, we, we've been uh, we've been fortunate to have some some great uh, talent, including yourself, on the show, and we do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Oh man, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't done. Sundays are the days I don't really do anything. I do. I. Uh, I might go out and ride my motorcycle later. I might, uh, well, I usually take the day off from the gym. I went to the gym last night. Um, then I went out for a while, so I'm pretty, pretty much beat up right now. I can't. <laughs> so when you guys say y'all want to do it on Sunday, which is the best day for me, I, don't, I just like to relax on Sundays. That's what Sundays should be for. Exactly, and that, that that's perfect that you're available on Sundays. A lot of these, like the, we get a lot of the indie guys, and they're like, "Nope, we I got I'm wrestling on Sunday. I can't." So kind of get kind of get the runaround from some guys, but yeah, it works out. Uh, that's how the indie circuit is, man. But you know what? The indie circuit seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I think this is the time for the indie business. 
because it's been so many. You got to realize, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but guys don't stay in the big time very long anymore. No, that's true. They also come in a lot ben, later, which is something big, big I noticed. Push. What's that? Uh, they also come in a lot later as well. Like the guys who are coming into the WWE, they're coming in late 20s, early 30s. Whereas it used right. to be they would be in maybe late teens or early 20s. Right. Right. So, you know, the guys don't stay. It's a, it's a big turnover. Now, I mean, you always keep your few at the top. It's almost like uh, you uh, the guy in England might not understand this, but then again, he might because of... Uh, you know, but in the NFL here, American football, you always got a quarterback, um, maybe a receiver, maybe a one guy on defense, two or three. It'd be uh, a couple of offensive linemen. It'd be four or five guys, six that have ten-year careers. Everybody else comes and goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's exactly how WWE is. You got a few of the top guys that's been there for quite some time. The Randy Orton's, the uh, John Cena's, uh, Undertaker, when he feel like doing anything, right. which I don't mind, I don't blame him. But uh, and a few other guys. That's the top tier. Then you got everybody else that uh, they either just got there, or haven't been there very long. So in essence, that makes the indie circuit a little bit more booming because they can hire these guys. Exactly. It's got it gotten a little television exposure, not very much, but he got a little television exposure, and build the indie circuit up because the indie circuit, I think, with Matt, with the social media thing now, is making people more aware that there is an indie circuit out there that we can go watch professional wrestling without paying a zillion bucks. I tell you, you go to some of these indie shows, and they they got more people there than uh, some of these uh, ones that got TV. <laughs> I mean, not the, not naming the names. <laughs> the Battle of Los Angeles sold out in three it minutes. It takes a while to really build up a crowd, but if you got the uh, you get enough sponsors and you're doing it the right way, you know that's the thing about people in the industry circuit. They don't they try to emulate everything they see from television. Well, those are professionals, the ultimate professionals. If you just do what you can do the way you do it and just give people a good product. You got to think about it like business, not like a show. Even though it's show business, business first. Business first. So learn how to promote your show. Learn how to, you know, get get that bottom line. Learn how to, you know, keep things moving. All the wrestling stuff will come. But the first thing you see, I see the indie guys doing Okay, I'm having a ladder match. Why? I'm having a ladder, a match that sets somebody on fire. Why? <laughs> you only got you only got sixteen people in here watching it. <laughs> so why would you do that? Yeah. So you thinking about this first and not that. So that how long is that going to last? No, no, not long because you're not going to ever build up funds to do it. Even the, so I'm starting to see that starting to see that even promotions that were built on just that blood and guts and fire and chainsaws and, and light tubes and stuff, uh, weed whackers I, I think was the the big thing for for CZW. Uh, they're they're starting to change and have actual good wrestling matches yeah. on the show. Yeah. I mean, 
How far can that go? That is just somebody in promotions wanting to see what he wants to do. Right. Or he likes to do. Well, your audience will get bored with that very... I mean, it, it's exciting at first. Then, once they see it a few times, oh, how exciting is it? Exactly. Well, it's kind of like they're looking at uh, the old ECW tapes with Paul Heyman and, and saying... Exactly. Saying, "Oh well, that's all blood and guts, and we can do blood and guts." Yeah. And what they what they forget is not, it wasn't just blood and guts. For every you know Tommy Dreamer and Raven bloodbath, you had a Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero classic. You know? Right, exactly. I mean, the bloodbath was to lure people in, try to build an audience, but eventually you got to stabilize off of that. Eventually, right? You got to have a wrestling show. So I, I see that so much with independent guys. And they, when they ask questions, the first thing I tell them is this, brother, study the behind-the-scenes stuff as to how to do stuff. thing about this business, a lot of people have been around it. Only a few of us have ever been in it. It's a big difference. That's a, that's a great way to put that. Anybody else want to ask any questions? G, JT, G hasn't said a word since you've been on. <laughs> Who is that? That's our that's our guy from Calgary. Well, what is he doing on the thing then? He could have just hung the phone up and listened. Um, well, you answered a lot of the questions. Um, Calgary, Alberta. Calgary, Alberta. You got it. You got it. Great way to up here. That's a pretty, pretty nice town. I can't complain. I like it. Um... Yeah, you know, for Canadian climate, we get uh, pretty mild weather, so it's yeah, nice summer day up here. Yeah, I always Actually, like uh, Canada. Oh, cool. Well, of course, you're always welcome to come up. Um, you know, they shot me at the border. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they've really, <laughs> they've really changed up the way uh, both both uh, our countries crossing and out over the last what five years. You know? Yeah. Well, last time I tried to come up it was right around after 9-11, so they wouldn't let me through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went through O'Hare in December uh, after, uh, just after that shoe bomber thing went down, and uh, I had my shoes checked three times in half an hour. I guess, (laughs) bad idea to have long hair and a beard in an airport, but no longer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I just had a quick question about the the academy. what you, you obviously have a you know a number of students up and coming. Um, who should we be on the lookout for? Uh, anybody or a couple guys or girls in particular that you maybe um, want to let any of the listeners know to keep an eye out for, uh, whether they're in Texas or anywhere else uh, in the world. What did he say? He, he wants to know uh, if there's any of your students at the academy that uh, that oh, we should be on oh, the lookout oh, for. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, a host of them. A host of them, but I would have to say, there's one guy that goes by the name of Q. He's very, very good. You can look him up. And another guy that I that's under my what I call my expert tutelage, because I'm an sports advisor. His name is uh, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I mean, this guy got all both of those guys got all the goods, and I would love to see them make it in the business, man, because. Uh, they're very, very good, uh, among a host of others. But I'm very, you know, I'm more closer to these two guys. But they're very, very, I mean, very good. Very good. 
and they got it. They got the psychology, and that's the thing, man. A lot of people can do the moves, but do you know the psychology? That's what you got to get down. You know what I'm saying? And these guys got it, man, and they're very, they're very, very good. And I think one day uh, we're going to be hearing from hopefully both of them. You know, one of them I know, but hopefully both of them. But Rufus Ryan Davidson and Q. They're both Houston boys. I'd also, uh, for anyone who might be interested in going to the academy, uh, it's the best way to contact you guys through phone, email, the website, anything in particular you'd recommend? Well, my my uh, website will take you to all of that. And my, and my, I mean, my Facebook, my brother's Facebook will take you to all of that. So just look it up. You know, just look up uh, uh, Booker T or Steve Ray, Booker T's uh, uh, Reality of Wrestling. And uh, if you look up any of that stuff, it'll direct you straight to, you know what I'm saying, if you want to enroll. And mine's linked to it also. Cool. Excellent. Okay, well, I figured it would be a good idea that we, you know, let anybody listening out there know that's a... an avenue that they can go, especially if they're in the Texas area. But hey, you guys yeah. probably get people from all over the world. I bet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's most definitely. So, hey, the more the merrier. Nice. Anybody with any yeah. more questions? JT, Mark. No. <laughs> no, we're good. I'm good. I would just say that it's realityofwrestling.com forward slash training to learn more about right. it. There you go. He even plugs it for you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the two shows coming up this weekend, and uh, what about uh, tickets and uh, and whereabouts are the shows? Uh, give us some details. So that uh, one the, uh, the show on the seventh is going to be in Nacogdoches, Texas. Um, uh, you know what? I don't even remember the name of the building. I think it's Civic Center. And we'll be in the Humble Civic Center Saturday. Now, as far as tickets go, anybody can afford them. No more than 15 bucks. That's for adults. So, very reasonable. Uh, I'll be on the card. Uh, Bob Holly will be on the card. Devon Dudley will be on the card. Uh, Shane Taylor. Uh, Q will be on the card. Rufus Ryan Davidson will be on the card. Um, uh, I think uh, the Heavenly Bodies will be on the card. Um, oh, man, we got a lot of people coming here for these shows. That's a pretty stacked lineup. <laughs> that's that's going to be cool. So anybody yeah. that's anybody that's in yeah. those areas want to check out these shows, uh, they could probably get the tickets at at uh, at, at the uh, website. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, but like I said, we have plenty for the building. Uh, we have plenty at the building, right? You know, we have plenty at the building. So, you know, even if they order them online, you know, they still got to pick them up at the building, right, right? So, they might get a better seat that way. But the humble show, the humble show is almost sold out. All the more reason to order ahead of time. 
<laughs> yeah, the Amba show is almost sold out here. Uh, that's what we do our uh, summer champion, so it's sold out every year. But it, I, they might have to add seats, though, like they did last year. So we'll see. I don't know. You know, I don't really keep up with that side of it. You know, so um, I'm sorry I can't give guys a little bit more information on that. That's all right. We'll get the we'll get the info. And we'll get it out there. We got. Uh, let me find the upcoming shows here. Live events. I'm on the site yeah. now. So. <laughs> see what we can find yeah. out for you. We'll, we'll get the information that's, out there for you, that's man. Gonna be, that's going to be exciting. We're in an eight-man tag match. That's, whoa. Somebody's messaging me. It's G! <laughs> He's saying be right back. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll get the information out for the show there, and the tickets are yeah. available. So especially if you want to make sure you get them, get them early. You can get them at the door. Yeah, that Nacogdoches thing, like I said, that uh, that that that's gonna be crazy because there's nothing. Some of these small towns around Texas, they don't get any kind of entertainment, you know. So that's gonna be nuts. But the youth, the uh, the uh, humble show, which is yeah, uh, it's like a suburb of Houston, you know what I'm saying. We kind of we got a kind of got a captive audience that kind of like follows around, so it's all good. That's a good thing to have. The main, the, the main sponsor that's his domain. That's what his business is. So he makes sure that all the tickets are gone. So <laughs> that's gonna be a good deal. But like I said, man, things are perking up, and hey, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it as long as I can. Absolutely, and hopefully we'll get hopefully we we'll get a good turnout there at the shows, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get to talk to you again sometime. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, bro. Yeah, thanks a lot for doing the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Oh, no problem, bro. No problem. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll catch you next time. All right. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Stevie Ray of Harlem Heat, great, great interview. Wow. That, that went a lot longer than I expected, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no problems with that. That's always. Oh good. no, 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 no complaint here. Just uh, it was a really good interview. Really, uh, really well educated guy. Really knows. Really knows his stuff. Knows what he's talking about, and really cool to talk to. <laughs> uh, so let's get to our our breaks here, just because. I'm sure we all need to go refresh, <laughs> recharge here. Let's see. we got a couple of things here. And the first is Roddy Piper cutting a promo about the boxing match with Mr. T at WrestleMania 2. And that's going to start playing now. Training Mr. T for this. He can't seem to get the bowl right. You know when you tie your shoes, how you have to tie it in a bowl? They're spending weeks. You know, one time, Mr. T in a press conference about two weeks ago come out in a kilt on. He was trying to mimic me and trying to make fun of me. And I looked at him and I thought to myself, you know, Mr. T, you come out with this kilt on trying to make fun of me and never once, never once in my life 
Have I painted myself black and shaved my head trying to look like you, brother? No, because that's never crossed my mind in my entire life. I think about folklore, American folklore. I think they have, there's a song, Team Texas, Team for Tennessee. Doesn't say anything about tea for trash, does it? What about in Piper's Pit when you carved up the hair of the little gentleman, the, the Haiti kid? The little what? Gentleman. The little gentleman, the Haiti kid. When I carved up his hair, the reason I did that is I wanted to get the size comparison to see how far I had to punch down for tea. You see, the A-team is going down the tubes. And after WrestleMania, I'll show you, that's two things you can't do, Mr. Ten rounds of boxing, Roddy Piper. Mr. T, WrestleMania 2, April 7th. And our break song this week, requested by G. Excellent choice for a break song. I think. Yeah, I was going to put it in there if G didn't, but he did manage to get on the dock over the weekend. Very uh, appropriate song choice, as we uh, are here celebrating the life of Roddy Piper on our show today. After that uh, incredible interview with uh, with Stevie Ray, which was just great. <laughs> this is a good show. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
All right, let's see what else is in the dock here, because I don't even know. <laughs> Am I getting Robo me? <laughs> yeah, I, I no, I don't hear you. I don't. I've got no Robo. Okay, I, I think it was just half a second there. I heard it myself. I don't it's know. Okay, so how quick are we going to be able to do this? Yeah, let's let's let's. Because JT's got to leave at four. Well, because I haven't watched half of the wrestling show. In fact, the only wrestling show I've watched this week is Raw because I kind of got caught up doing other stuff. And have well, not... the only important thing on Raw is Cena's nose got broken. Yeah, fucked up, man. He got nailed. But I didn't. I didn't catch Ultima Lucha, and I didn't catch uh, <laughs> NXT and uh, the usual stuff I usually watch. But that's uh, just because uh, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't had time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are these Vir- are these Virgil tweets you put in here? Yeah, that's what it says. Virgil says, right? I thought we changed it. <laughs> I, I thought I was. I, I thought G decided to change it to Virgil says. So I thought you were going to do Sheik and I was going to do Virgil, but I never got around to looking up the tweets. Well, I don't even. Is there a Sheik? No, it says JT landed. The Virgil says. Doesn't yeah. Say Sheik tweets. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll, got we'll, changed. We'll we'll figure that out as we go along. But there's one important thing to mention from Lucha Underground. Drago used fucking nunchucks. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna have to catch that tonight. I just, like I said, I have not. I was trying to watch it Wednesday or Thursday on my way to work, and I just couldn't get any of the links to work on my phone. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I, I I'll watch it when I get to work." And then it was like, I got to work, and they're like, "Oh, you still have two rooms left to sell." Like, how the fuck do I have two rooms left to sell when there were four when I left this morning? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there all night, like. Well, now I gotta wait and see if I get a customer, so I can't really watch anything because then I gotta stop it as soon as somebody walks in the door. But oh well, whatever. Virgil tweets. Russell Wilson's getting that fuck fuck money. Why can't I? <laughs> Don't forget, John Cena was Virgil before he was ever John Cena. True. <laughs> fuck money Friday. Somebody pay my ass. <laughs> Meek Mill needs Virgil's protection. <laughs> My someday is coming and I'll be making it rain. Fuck money, baby. <laughs> I'm the Nelson Mandela of wrestling. Oh, <laughs> Book me and watch your show sell the fuck out. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady, you what? It's not fair. My 14 inches, son. Not even fuck money gonna save Tom Brady's ass. Is he threatening to anally rape Tom Brady? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> There's now here are his all right here are his Roddy Piper tweets. There's gonna be a super card in heaven tonight. Save my save my table when I get there, brothers. R.I.P. Roddy Piper. Piper. He was the only guy who could who could. Okay, let me try this guy. He was the only guy who could convince me to dress up like a girl. My main I don't man. Think I want to know that story. And finally, my main man always had my back. R.I.P. Roddy Roddy Piper. And fuck money Friday. They're, they're gonna save. They're gonna save Virgil a table in, in heaven. It's gonna be right outside the pearly gates in the parking lot. <laughs> It'll say Virgil Wrestling Superstar on it. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, there was a sighting of his table this week. Was there? Yeah, he does actually put Ted DiBiase's name on there as well to try and draw I, people. Yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen it. It says Ted DiBiase and Virgil Wrestling Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, been kind of the running joke for a few years now. Because Virgil was the wrestling superstar of that group. <laughs> Let me tell you. Hulkamania! This is our news, brought to you by DailyWrestlingNews.com, AngryMarks.com, and, of course, our 
great friends at CheapHeat.com. Cassidy, thank you for getting us in that interview with Stevie Ray. It was great. And uh, I, I know what you got in the pipeline coming up for us, and looking forward to that, too. Fuck money, baby. Yeah, we're, we're getting that fuck money from Cheap Heat. <laughs> Seriously, check out CheapHeat.com. They have great fucking articles and shit. This is because I promised Cassidy I would mention Cheap Heat a bunch of times during the interview and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we got one reference in there. Oh, we did. Oh. I mentioned it. Don't forget Whimsical Giraffe, bitches. Yes, get your uh, your send free your sh- send your fuck money to Whimsical Giraffe at Etsy.com. And your free shipping with BWF ship free as your promo code at checkout. Send Cassidy a card. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I forgot. I have a, we have another sponsor this week. Here, let me play your ad. Let me play their ad for you. Is your party boring? I don't remember taking acid during the break song. <laughs> if you've never seen Legends House, that was on an episode of Legends House where uh, they had to make TV commercials. And Roddy Piper's team got this place in Florida called Flacco Flamingos. <laughs> Sorry, it was my phone. I was going to say. Somebody's leveling up or uh, got a got a power up there. Uh, well, I had to, I, I I got what I have to do after this is I, I had to send some text messages out. So. JT's on the mushrooms again. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's well, what, that's damn what straight bitches, was. damn straight bitches, I got to get my fuck money somehow, bitches. <laughs> anyway, Piper, uh, Piper, and uh, it was Piper was the captain of one team. Okerlund was the other team, and Piper had uh, Tony Atlas and Jim Duggan on his team, and and that's obviously I recognize Howard, that laugh. Obviously Howard Finkel. And they did for FlaccoFlamingos.com, where you can actually go and order flamingos to, to rent for your parties. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, so that was, the, that was their ad. And, and in fact, this is, the, uh, this is the evaluation of their ad. What is that? What the hell? Is that for kids or what? You, you did something that I think is important in a local commercial, and that's you made a really bad commercial. <laughs> Which I think they actually won the competition between the two teams because it was because it was a really bad commercial. Anyway. Oh, Coaster Post Random News. Adam Rose and Brad Maddox has debuted as a new tag team called Beef Mode, and Sando is going to have a new shitty gimmick where he line where he rhymes. Thugonomics two point Fun. Do you remember when he came out and he was making fun of Randy Orton back when he was still doing the intellectual savior and he was like Randy walks down here on this ramp. His expression stays the same. <laughs> just, <laughs> just fucking rips on Randy Orton while singing along to his theme song. Oh, didn't he do that with a few guys? He did that with Orton, and I don't think he did that after that. I think it was just the one time. But uh, I guess Orton complained. Anyway, Hulkamania... I've some breaking news here, guys. Uh, Hulk Hogan just tweeted it ten minutes ago. And it's a period. That's it. <laughs> Hulk I'm not Hogan kidding. Is on his Go period. on Twitter right now. Go on Twitter right now. It's there. Hulkamania. That would mean having to follow follow him. I'm too lazy for that. You didn't even put HH, man. Just a period. Just he period. was hacked. Yeah. He always puts HH. 
Twitter.com slash Hulk Hogan. While, while Joe's searching, I confirm to you now it's there. Hulkamania may be dead, but the Hogan story never dies. Here's everything from this week. It's presented in chronological order, so things may be irrelevant, but are kept for the sake of prosperity. Also, Noyce is too lazy to edit things out as they become meaningless. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, G isn't and trimmed some of this down on Saturday. I see that. Yeah, and I trimmed down a bit more, too. It was big. I, I see that period on, on Hulk Hogan's uh, Twitter there. Kevin Nash supports Hogan. I spent the last 23 years of my life with Hulk. I've been in the most diverse of situations and never heard Hulk use a racial slur. Also, I've watched Hulk do 10,000 Make-A-Wish greetings, religion, creed, or color. Never changed the love he shared while in Metallica. <laughs> Judge a man put him with a sweet child of mine. Yeah, he was in Guns N' Roses, too. <laughs> He's going to replace DJ Ashba and Bumblefoot, who both left this week. Kamala is sticking up for Hulk Hogan. That's not the Hogan I know. Hogan always treated me like a gentleman. He genuinely cared about me. He was my friend. I'm not mad at him at all. Deep down, he's really not like that. He's a super nice guy. I don't believe he's racist at all, no matter what he said. Which seems to be the, the general consensus from a, a lot of the uh, African-American gentlemen that Hulk has worked with over the years. Uh, things are... I've, now I scrolled down too far. <laughs> yeah, anonymous otter. <laughs> Is that what I am this week? Yep. <laughs> Things are not looking too good for the Hulkster as uh, he as a little more was released from the tape in which he dropped the N-bomb again. WWE security were at Raw confiscating Hulk Hogan signs. They also made fans who were wearing Hulk Hogan shirts change them. As if being racist wasn't bad enough, some homophobic comments have come out of the video. Raider Online has released more comments from the tape that contain the racist comments made in 2006 and this time Hogan rants about a gay person he encountered at the home he grew up in. He was discussing his reality show, Hogan Knows Breasts with Heather Clem, when he said, VH1 wanted me to do a big thing and go back to the house I grew up in, Hulk says, discussing the season four finale of his show. So we knock on a door and a big fag lives there now. This half-gay was enamored with Linda, but Nick was calling, so I had to go. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is only digging himself deeper with this retweet. Biracial President Obama uses the N-word, is applauded, and keeps his job. Hulk Hogan uses N-word, is vilified, and loses his job. Dumbass. Hogan isn't yeah, just... Yeah, it's completely out of context, too. Hogan's really not uh, clued into what was going on on the Mark Marin podcast when Obama was talking about that, too. You know, he, Shake your head, folks. Hulk Hogan tweeted a period on July 30th, too. I just happened to notice that. <laughs> Hogan isn't just screwing himself over. We noted last week that the Hulk Hogan scandal has caused WWE Studios to remove a Hogan scene from the celebrity Deathpool movie that stars David Hasselhoff and Ken Jeong. <laughs> PW Insider reports that a piece of Hogan material was also in the upcoming WWE Scooby-Doo animated movie. Hogan was set to appear in scenes alongside an animated Dusty Rhodes, and those will obviously have to be edited now. Hopefully they can just replace Hogan and not have to nix Dusty in the scene altogether. And yeah, there's also that Dusty stays in. But by the way, the, by the way, there's another show that uh, they're casting recently and started working on the animated camp show, or whatever. Right, right, right. You know. And Hogan's character is supposed to be a significant part of that. He's supposed to be like the idol of the kids at the camp, like former camper that <laughs> is the legend. I wonder how they're going to get around that one. Seth Green's going to have to do some rewriting. By the way, JT, yep. how was uh, Scooby-Doo and the Kiss, whatever the fuck that was? 
<laughs> it was hilarious. I can't believe I can't believe he's saying it was pretty. It was pretty fucking awesome. I I have to thank Radio Optimus for sending that to me. Yeah, I, I thought you would appreciate that more than I would, so I told him tell JT let let JT have that one. <laughs> Kiss teamed up with Scooby Doo. Yes. It's craptastic. I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook a couple of days ago, I posted this weird fucking cartoon, and it was Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al Yankovic. I've heard of a Scooby-Doo and Batman crossover. I didn't realize Yankovic was in there as well. This was, oh, yeah. it was, it was a parody of... It was, it was like on this Batman show that airs now, but it was a parody of like the vintage Scooby-Doo and Batman pairings. <laughs> and they just Scooby, happen, to, happen to be Scooby going to a weird Batman, Al concert. The Scooby Doo Batman episodes, they're up to like Star Trek levels of how many they've done. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, just read that one. Okay. Uh, PW Insider, nope, read that one. WWE has started to remove Hulk Hogan merchandise from Target, Walmart, Amazon, Toys R Us, uh, to- excuse me, Toys R Truth, Us, and Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula City. <laughs> Mattel confirmed all your on Spatula needs. Mattel confirmed on Twitter today that they are halting production of all Hogan items. Uh, I better go to Walmart and buy that Hulk Hogan action figure with the three shirts that he has. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. Damn. Shawn Michaels will be replacing Hogan as the special guest general manager on next month's three live events in Australia. It's believed that Hogan was supposed to be the guest on this week's Steve Austin podcast on on the WWE Network and was replaced with Paige, who apparently hates fat people. (sighs) Hulk Hogan is accusing Gawker of purposefully leaking the N-word rant from his sex tape. He filed new documents in court for a sex tape lawsuit and asked for a full investigation of Gawker CEO Nick Denton and former Gawker executive A.J. Dalerio. He thinks Denton should be jailed and a summary judgment should be made in his favor for Gawker violating a court order about disseminating more of the tape. Gawker's response is, Hulk Hogan only has one person to blame for what he said, and no one from Gawker had any role in leaking that information. Hulk Hogan's lawyer told the career, uh, the, the court rather, his career is done, and that he was fired from WWE even though he had previously told TMZ that Hogan was simply released from his contract. Hogan made his first public appearance since the racist rant leaked this weekend at the National Sports Collectors Convention in Chicago, hanging with Mike Tyson. WWE security were also busy stopping people from live-streaming the event through uh, through the Periscope app. Ringo Starr was not reached for comment. What a yellow coward. Monday's episode of WWE Raw featured a night of first-ever matches and drew 3.671 million viewers. This is down from last week's 3.085 million viewers. In case you missed it, Cena had his nose broken on Raw. He was sent to a local medical facility to have it looked at and see if it could be repaired. He has been pulled from next week's, well, tomorrow's Monday Night Raw in San Jose. In fact, John Cena has been pulled for most of his upcoming appearances through August 10th, but he's still scheduled for the Raw before SummerSlam and the pay-per-view. It's believed that Cena may not be back from his broken nose in time for SummerSlam, and in fact, there's internal debate in WWE whether or not he's needed badly with Undertaker and Brock Lesnar being the major draw this year. Yeah, so are they going to have those two go an extra hour? Yeah, right. (laughs) Cesaro has been announced as Cena's replacement to fight Kevin Owens on the Australian tour. Cena had surgery to repair his nose, but no update on if or how long he'll be out. 
McFoley praised Cena for continuing the match with a broken freaking neck. I, I, I mean, nose. <laughs> Whatever you do, please don't disregard what I say about John Cena by mentioning that I finished a match with a tooth in my nose or without an ear. I did those things. But after watching Cena continue a great match with WWE champion Seth Rollins, despite a nose broken so badly that it looked like it had been applied by a Hollywood effects master... Does anyone out there believe that John Cena, if placed in a situation where his tooth was stuck in his nose or an ear was lost along the way, wouldn't continue wrestling? And I got to tell you, that when I was watching Raw and I saw his nose get broken and they're checking on him and asking him if he wants to quit, it's like, no, that's he's not going to fucking quit because he's like, despite all the shit we say about John Cena, the dude works hard. And, and he is the kind of guy that would be like, no, fuck this, you know rip my nose right off my fucking face I'm just gonna keep wrestling <laughs> it, it was a bit scummy of Seth Rollins to keep hitting him in the nose yeah I saw I saw a great post on Facebook it was a Mr. Potato Head with all the <laughs> pieces in the wrong places <laughs> it says John Cena after his match with, with Seth Rollins <laughs> speaking of injuries WWE has announced that Alicia Fox suffered a concussion in her match with Nikki Bella against Charlotte and Becky Lynch on Raw from Oklahoma City last week uh, Daniel Bryan had more to say about his concussions uh, saying uh, and compared his current issues to those that plagued Bret Hart. Everybody's situation is different. Bret's situation is different than my situation. With my history of concussions, WWE wants to protect me, so I've had to take a lot of neurological testing. I've been cleared by my neurologist in Phoenix, who was the neurologist for the Super Bowl. So it's just a matter of getting cleared by WWE's doctors. Obviously, they're concerned for my health with the history that I've had. They take a baseline test when you're 100% healthy, testing your neurological capabilities. The first thing you do after a concussion is take another impact test. It's a pretty thorough process. The issue for me is that after the concussion, my symptoms stayed a little longer than they should have. Typically, the symptoms only stay a week, but mine stayed for over three. Mick Foley is a fan of Damien Sandow. He's declared next Monday Damien Sandow Appreciation Day and are ask, is asking fans to tweet about Sandow with the hashtag Sandow Appreciation Day. And in fact, I have a follow-up for this. So just bear with me one second while I pull this up. Yeah, make sure you do it because Sandow is awesome. Yeah, I, I do have the... Uh, let me just get this uh, follow-up. Nope, that's... Uh, what is his Twitter handle? You guys know? Is it the Damien Sandow? I don't even... Let me see... <laughs> There it is. Uh, this was from yesterday. It flatters me that all of you have made a Sandow Appreciation Day this Monday. Let's po Please let's postpone Sandow Appreciation and remember Roddy. The fact there that you, you even thought to have it is all the appreciation I need. Thank you. Let's remember Roddy. Yeah, and, uh, that is what it'll be on Monday. That's, that's the right response. Absolutely. Uh. Brock Lesnar is going to work the WWE house show at Madison Square Garden on October 3rd, which is rumored to air on the WWE Network. The reason Brock Lesnar is making more house show dates now is simple. It's in the new contract he signed before WrestleMania. He's getting paid more, and he's also contracted to make more live appearances. Oh, yeah, it's awesome they're going to do a Madison Square Garden show live on the network, because I remember back in the day they used to tape all the MSG shows and show them on the MSG Network. In fact, you can get them on the WWE Network now, all those old MSG shows. Yeah, but there's no rhyming punny name for that. Right. The Beast in NYC. I don't know. <laughs> dark matches are no longer S-A-W-F-T soft, as Enzo and Cass worked the dark match at the main event tapings, defeating Heath Slater and Brad Maddox. They've also worked a few house shows lately. Maybe that's why they're jobbing out on NXT. Yeah, they got a job out on NXT and come in weak. 
I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then be just like the Ascension and get no fucking push. Shawn Michaels will be appearing in an upcoming movie. He'll be starring in the lead role of the WWE-produced faith-based comedy The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. The Resurrection of Gavin Stone centers around a former child star turned washed-up and troubled actor. After receiving a 200-hour community service sentence, Stone pretends to be a Christian so he can play Jesus in a megachurch Easter production to fulfill his hours of service, but then discovers that his most important role is far away from Hollywood. Which, it, it does sound pretty fun, but it's especially funny because Sean is a legit born-again Christian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God by damn! That last bit from VinceLovesCock.com. Well, he does. does. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't recommend going there because I don't know where it goes. <laughs> oh, it goes to BoardWrestlingFan.com. Yeah, right. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> talk. Uha Nation is rocking a new theme song at NXT Live events, and coincidentally, it's a song that was used for Impact Wrestling's debut on Destination America. Lol, TNA. Oh, boy. Where the fuck am I? You're in Take your it. house. Yes, I am. Take it for what it's worth, but there's speculation that the new third member of the Wyatt family will be none other than Adam Rose. Rose has been fueling the speculation by posting pictures of his old Leo Kruger gimmick. Which I loved, by the way. Guys know that. I would like to see that back. Him being Leo Kruger, maybe not the Wyatt. Yeah. Speaking of the Wyatts, Mika Rotunda, sister of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, recently got a WWE tryout. Maybe they could call her Mika Wyatt? A Wyatt sister? That's a new idea. Nah, it'll be Abigail. Yep. Stock sister Talk! Abigail is real. Stock talk, WWE stock continued to fall Tuesday as it was down 3.55%, closing at 1601 per share. The high was 1660 and the low was 1595. It was speculated last week that the drop in shares was due to the Hulk Hogan scandal. It recovered later in the week. The stock was up 2.62% Tuesday, closing at 1643 per share. The high was 1656 and the low was 1560. We've got Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, this I fucking is, love this picture. This is great. This is uh this is from uh Natalia posted this. Uh it's Tyson Kidd is holding up this incredible mosaic titled Triumphant. It was created in collaboration with over four hundred people across the world within Reddit Squared Circle, uh eight hundred eighty thousand member community. The mosaic is made up of tiny pictures of TJ's 20-year career in wrestling. On the back of the mural are over 350 get-well messages to TJ. Couldn't help but smile when I saw how happy this made him. Thank you. Nothing but love. If you look closely, you'll see numerous moments from the Saturday Morning Slam match between him and Daniel Bryan that included the ball moment. Joe will note that he was there at this point, but in all seriousness, we hear that every week. Uh, the important thing is that G was responsible for this moment being included. One of the first five people involved. He made the effort to hop on this project right away. Good for you, G. I didn't even know about the project. I would have jumped in. Isn't that I posted it in our group, too. <laughs> That's how much I pay attention. Like, oh, somebody posted yeah. a board wrestling fan. I'll look at it later. That's how busy I've been, man. <laughs> I haven't really? been, like, home. Like, I, I Do you know when I got home last night? What time I walked in my door? <laughs> I walked in my door at 6 a.m., you got gangbanged in the bathroom by Lee Muller. No, I didn't. <laughs> in fact, I only it talked to him not. for like I only talked to him for like ten minutes at the show. Cause like he was busy, and I'm just like watching all the bands and shit. But I literally like I came home at like midnight, but I was hanging out with my neighbor, and we were like outside till like six a.m. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I have no, no idea what it's like being busy. Or having a home. <laughs> Alright, buddy. Alright, folkies. I gotta go learn that fuck money, bitches. So we'll I'm see out. You. See you, JT. See you next week. See ya. Happy Pimpick. Bye. China is rumored to be in talks to appear on next season's Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. The thumb will be fully censored in the UK, much to Noyce's chagrin. I won't be watching anyway. <laughs> oh, speaking of train wrecks. <laughs> Sunny missed her court date for DUI in May, where her blood alcohol level was a .253, and the judge is now ready to issue a bench warrant for her arrest for failure to appear. She also had two additional DUI charges last month in the uh, the Town Township, which were not as widely reported. For those interested, uh, here's what we know about the three most recent arrests for Tammy Sitch. The one on May 30th is the one the bench warrant for her arrest is pending for due to a failure to make her court appearance. That arrest happened in Mahoning Township after driving erratically into a Walmart parking lot and being pulled over by authorities. Her BAC was three times the legal driving limit. The arrest happened in Tawamensing Township following Sitch crashing her car. She has a hearing August 19th for this case where she was charged with DUI, driving without a license, failure to stay in her lane of traffic, and careless driving. The details for the June 20th arrest are still pending. Seth Rollins made another appearance on The Daily Show to mess with Jon Stewart. Did you guys catch that? I saw it. I did not catch that. I will. I didn't get to see the actual clip. Well, um, basically, uh, he comes out, and John Stewart made a joke about him breaking uh, Cena's nose on Monday night, and asked him if he was going to do the same to him. And then uh, Rollins commended John Stewart on selling out and buying in. And then they showed a whole bunch of clip packages from uh, John Stewart, basically doing like corporate shilling throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually not too bad. R- Rollins seems pretty comfortable on that show. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was going to put the link in, but it's kind of pointless. You kind of got to see those things. And it was too long anyway. Yeah, I'll I'll catch it. I just, like I said, I mean, I got so much stuff to catch up on now because it's just not being home. Oh, th- th- thanks for uh, helping me move last week, by the way. I was oh, no problem. Yeah, thanks, thanks to, to Stone Cold Steve Austin for filling in for me. Oh, I hated that guy. <laughs> Man, my Stone Cold impersonation is terrible. I listened back to that. <laughs> I fucking love that. Pro <laughs> uh, flowers. Uh, it sounds like WWE is considering offering pay-per-view events to fans who aren't monthly WWE Network subscribers for just four ninety-nine. They issued a survey to former subscribers this week, and one of the questions they asked if they would be interested in taking advantage of an option to buy a pay-per-view on the network for four ninety-nine instead of paying the full monthly subscription at nine ninety-nine. Uh, plans WWE announced for the WWE Network going forward along with some statistics a reality series following the stars of NXT as they strive to make the WWE main roster a new series table for three that gives viewers a seat at the table with our superstars and divas a studio show highlighting current events in the world of WWE and beyond new episodes of WWE 24, the WWE List, and Stone Cold Podcast, as well as teasers of Camp WWE and animated series, uh, animated adult series premiering in 2016. Additions to the on-demand section, including the Raw Attitude Era Part 2, Austin McMahon, WCW Nitro, Accelerating the War, and the 20th anniversary of Monday Nitro, 
and the on-demand library currently has over 3,300 hours of content. Looks like there might be something to those Stephen Amell rumors after all. Uh, Armel was booked to appear at the Wizard World Convention in Chicago during SummerSlam weekend, but the signing for SummerSlam Sunday has been canceled, so we could get Arrow versus Stardust. I think it's almost a given we are. Yeah, it's pretty much a given now. Yeah, it was noted how... It dropped way too many references on Raw. Yeah. And then after that, Amel posted a picture of himself saying, okay, point me in the direction of the universe. I've got to beat the shit out of Stardust, basically. <laughs> it was noted how Armel will likely be appearing at a upcoming WWE event, possibly the August 10th Raw from Everett Washington. Speculation is that Armel and, uh, Amel and Neville may take on Stardust and The Miz in some sort of match against JT. <laughs> Amel himself is downplaying the rumors on Twitter, which uh, we've got a Rob Schamberger painting, and it says, uh, cool painting, but probably wishful thinking. Uh, he made a tweet about WWE guys taking shots at him on Twitter last week. Is that downplaying? Nope. It's called advertising. Adding fuel- I just said it was downplaying because he said it was wishful thinking. Adding fuel- uh, I just want to get us talking about it. Yes. Adding fuel shots to the- fired. Adding fuel to the fire on Facebook, however, he posted a poll asking his fans if they think he should kick Stardust's ass. Yes, you owe it to your nine-year-old self is winning by a very large majority. Oddly enough, on SmackDown, Stardust used the line, You have failed this city, which is the catchphrase of Amel's Green Arrow character on his hit show. Yeah, I had it on in the background while I was cleaning my apartment. Well, the basement part, at least. (laughs) Stardust made three to four references to Stephen Amell, or rather his character Oliver Queen from Arrow. On SmackDown last night, he even renamed the Crossroads to the Queen's Crossbow. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio talks about why he left WWE. I think that was the main focus regarding my departure from WWE, is first to have my own time. I wanted my family to come before anything else. I wanted to do something on my own terms and call my own shots. I'm doing a couple of events for AAA and independent work. Not too much wrestling, but signings and appearances. WWE is actively searching for a Latina female star to bring into the company. Because that's how this shit works. Just get a Latina, that'll bring in the Latina audience. Ah. So more racist. There's plenty of them out there. That shouldn't be hard to find. Kurt Ang- they really are going that route. Kurt Angle says he'll be back by September. It's simple. Four days of weight training and three days of hard, hard cardio. I train every day, but no longer than an hour. This is nothing compared to my 10-hour days of training for the Olympics, but it works for me. I'm doing okay for my neck surgery. I had complications, but I should be ready to go by early September. Please retire. Nah, oh, fuck that guy. You know, I just want to go back to the last story for a second. Sure. Um, there was, they had a Latina star, and she was a rosebud, and they could have signed Rosita way back in the day, so they're fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's right, she was right there, do, man. Do, does anybody want to point out that Rosa Mendez still works there? <laughs> no, no. Nobody no. wants to see that. Nobody wants to point that out at all. Just want to forget about her and fire her ass. I think she's only had one match ever. Yeah, Got to make room for Bailey, dude. Yes. Sweep that shit out the door. <laughs> Talks between WWN, the parent company of Evolve and FIP, and WWE ended without the two 
sides coming to a deal. Apparently, WWE believes they don't need to lock up the indie talent WWN has because with guys like William Regal scouting, they can find the best out there with or without WWN's help or roster. And apparently, William Regal is very interested in Angelico. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, pick up the phone and call his buddies at other promotions. That's <laughs> what he does. Yep. Rob Van Dam did a Q&A where he revealed that he's between contracts for WWE, but to wrestle for anyone else would breach the deal. He's had a merchandise deal with them and plans to wrestle again someday, but didn't say when. He also said it's possible for him to do a retirement tour, but not any time in the near future. Then he drove off without a shirt and Sabu and Toe to smoke fatty. Very hot, the arena officer. Very hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sting has been expected to appear and actually wrestle at this month's WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view. Word is, as of Tuesday, he is not scheduled to make any kind of appearance that night. There were rumors he would be the one to team with Amel uh, at SummerSlam. But since both of them are vigilantes, and of course the other popular rumor that he'd be involved in the feud with the Wyatt family and Roman Reigns, uh, he'd still be at he'll still be at the signing and part of the SummerSlam festivities. But it looks like he won't be part of the event. Sting was preparing for SummerSlam like he was going to be involved in the pay per view and in great shape. But WWE told him that the plans had changed and his potential match teaming with Roman Reigns against Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper had been scrapped. Mostly because they didn't want the lights shining off his big bald head again. Layla has retired. I feel like deciding to retire from the ring has been a hard decision to make because I'm passionate and I love performing. It's hard walking away from the fans. Part of me feels a little guilty for walking away because WWE fans are 100% loyal and have supported me since 2006. I wouldn't have had even had this job if the fans didn't vote in the Diva Search. I was able to win that competition because of them and I was blessed. Yeah, people power. <laughs> Former... Which is funny because John Laurinaitis did set that stuff up. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. Power of the people, yo. Former WWE star Gunner has his sights set on WWE. I personally hope to one day compete in the WWE. That is my ultimate goal since I was five. I really feel like even if I go, and another huge goal of mine is acting. Uh, I've done two movies this year, and I do numerous amounts of auditions every week, but I think my heart lies and still does with having a WWE match and having that WrestleMania moment. Hopefully I can main event with his pal. Perhaps Flair can be the referee. After that, I could probably retire and hopefully build the rock status and act as much as I can because I love acting. I realized my last sentence was incoherent as well. Can you pass the nachos? The beating on my body and wanting to have kids one day and enjoy them. Enjoy those kids. (laughs) Cowboy James Storm is done with TNA after being there for nearly the company's entire 13-year run. Feels like another nail in the coffin. TNA fired MVP over the Hernandez situation since he was the one who suggested bringing Sean back into the promotion. As noted last week, Destination America has dropped the 8pm Eastern showing of Ring of Honor on Wednesday nights. They still have the 11pm airing, but the first is no longer scheduled. Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Destination America is trying out new programs in the 8pm time slot, but this is not a good sign for Ring of Honor. The Wednesday episode of Bigfoot in America is scheduled uh, th- this Wednesday, while Mountain Monsters is scheduled for next men- uh, next Wednesday, August 5th. 
Meltzer noted that unlike the TNA roster, ROH towns were informed of the 8 p.m. Eastern showing being dropped before the news broke. They were given the excuse that Destination America is trying out new pro- programming in the time slot. Tommaso, hey, he made an appearance. Tommaso Ciampa appeared at the TNA taping as part of the Global Force Wrestling Invasion. And yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> they can't cross promote with ROH, so they're having to do it with Bigfoot, whatever it is. That's right, that's right, okay. Uh, Ring of Honor announced Tuesday that Roderick Strong, a.k.a. Mr. ROH, has signed with the company. ROH is also returning to pay-per-view with the following press release. ROH returns to pay-per-view with All-Star <laughs> Extravaganza. Best wrestling on the planet, Ring of Honor returns live pay-per-view on Friday night, September 18th, with an All-Star Extravaganza 7. This event will emanate from the historic San Antonio, uh, from historic San Antonio at the Shrine Auditorium. Why does the thing? Uh, I, I know that's supposed to say event, but it says even, and it says that it's spelled wrong. <laughs> Maybe it can tell it's supposed to be event. <coughs> if I click on it, it that's what it says. It does. It says. Uh, did you mean event? Did you did you mean event? Yes, we meant event. There we go. Okay. <laughs> ROH star BJ Whitmer just had knee surgery to repair a torn ACL. He hopes to be back in action by the end of the year. Roderick Strong's new Ring of Honor contract is non-exclusive, except for television taping, so he can appear for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, but not for TNA or Global Force Wrestling. AAA have announced that Matt Stryker and Hugo Savinovich will be the English commentary team for... For Triple 23. (laughs) Triple Mania 23, I assume. Yeah. Stone Cold thinks Ojo was able to finish filming Broken Skull Challenge after all. The series is a wrap. Pro Flowers. Alpha Brain. Swig a beer for the working man. Board wrestling fan, unfortunately, could not pay Stone Michael Joe Cole for (laughs) his... For his uh, impression last week, and so he has gone on strike demanding flowers that can drive his used car and make his dick hard. <laughs> it appears Shinsuke. Yeah, I, I saw that on Reddit, so I just made sure I put that in. It appears Shinsuke Nakamura may have been seriously injured during the G1 Climax show for New Japan, suffering a left elbow injury while wrestling Yuji Nagata. He will be. He missed Sunday's show in Hiroshima as a result. No. The first five episodes of Global Force Wrestling Tape were one hour apiece. There was an estimated 3,000 people in attendance at the Orleans, but the show was papered heavily and free comps were said to be available from the casino to just about anyone who asked. Low GFW. I don't think that's a much of a big deal. Like, all those Lucha Underground episodes were free to you, so... Right. Anything, yeah, to, just... any, anything to make it look good on TV, because if, <coughs> if, if you watch it on TV and you see a full arena, you're going to be like, oh shit, i got to go to this. Not necessarily, but, you know, that's that's the logic, I would imagine. Like, oh, well, this is kind of popular. We, we should check this out if it comes to town. That's more valuable at this point for them to get word of mouth and positive experiences of people who attend, and then they can have a better chance to start selling tickets, right? Exactly. So, you know, I don't I don't see it as a knock on the promotion. Um, but, you know. It does depend on the crowd. TNA, they let people in for free as well. And yeah. even though they always look packed, the crowd is usually dead or just doesn't care. Oh yeah, we'll we'll see how the crowd actually is. To contrast that, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla sold out their entire Battle of Los Angeles all three nights in under three minutes, as Mark had mentioned earlier. Which is pretty awesome. 
Yeah, well, they're obviously very popular. It's a very small venue, too. I don't know how many they get. What is it, like 300, 400 people max? But it's a very hard ticket to get. You have to wait outside the arena and murder people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess that's true. Triple H turned 46 this past Monday. His uh, This tidbit is included because part of a dirt sheet headline Noyce had to read was actually, how old is Triple H? <laughs> the answer is 46. Has anyone found his dick since last week? It fell off. Send it to, uh, have you seen my dick at farmersonly.com, right? Was that the... There's <laughs> a Shawn Michaels joke in there. <laughs> WWE NXT star Hideo Tomli finally has his driver's license in the state of Florida. Friend and NXT champion Finn Balor joked that it took a Tommy 27 times. He should have opened his eyes, commented Lord Tensai. I I, I just shared the picture of, of SpongeBob's uh, boating license a bunch of times whenever I would see that article. I think SpongeBob SquarePants is older than me. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think his license says he was born in the 80s. Yeah, 86, I think it is. Yeah, he's older than me. <laughs> All right, Microsoft Edge, let's see who you really are. Internet Explorer! <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Former BWF guest Diamond Dallas Page got married to his girlfriend Brenda last weekend. Hey, congrats, DDP. And no, I haven't seen the video yet or stuck to my yoga, <laughs> so... Go ahead, come give me a diamond cutter. I got bad ribs, man. I got an excuse. <laughs> Rusev kept kayfabe on Twitter. My mother can't stop talking about John Cena broken nose and the fact he kept going, so I decided to stop talking to her. He was awesome okay. on Raw. The <laughs> dog ziggler. <laughs> I'm not sure what your accent was supposed to be there, so it was funny. Yeah, right, exactly. That's the point. Pretty, pretty classic. <laughs> Former WWE writer Brian Solomon once pitched to the idea of Brock Lesnar being revealed as gay so that wrestling fans would be shocked and then supportive that such a tough, strong guy broke the expected tough guy stereotype. It never happened, but it did ultimately lead to Billy and Chuck. Seth's mates disputed the notion that a Brock Lesnar gay gimmick was ever taken seriously. And we leave you with these words of wisdoms from Terry Crews. Everybody says they're trying to get their piece of the pie. They don't realize that the world is a kitchen. You can make your own pie. <laughs> Love that, man. That is... Terry Crews is great. <laughs> so, um... Eva Maria's tits. Fake or predetermined? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, let me get this real quick. Let me, let me, let me pull up... Um, <laughs> I actually saw a great post in, in one of the groups that we're in, and they said uh, it, it was in regards to Dana White saying anything that's fake should not be any more than nine ninety nine. when somebody mentioned that WWE pay-per-views are only nine ninety nine. That's the punchline. Oh, is that the actual comment? I just heard he said it was yep. fake. Yeah, that no, that, that's what he said. Shitty comment. That's, that's what, what Dana said. White yeah, So somebody in, somebody in the group were in and says, can you guys help me out? I, I, I want to buy Mortal Kombat X, but it's more than nine ninety nine and it's fake. I don't know if I should buy it. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. And, of course, Seth Rollins uh, kind of, you know, had a great uh, line. So let me uh, get that here. WWE Rollins on Twitter. And uh, he said... 
He said something. Hurry the fuck up, computer. I gotta find it. It's in here somewhere. While you're finding it, here's yet another great headline from Squared Circle Jerk. My opinion is better, smarter, and funnier than yours, you mouth-breathing shitlord. <laughs> Seth Rollins tweeted, Guys, cut Dana White some slack. I mean, he's had a million matches, so his opinion is super valid and should be taken as gospel. <laughs> Seamus tweeted, Some call at UFC fake. It is Fearless Artistry Combat Evolved. <laughs> F-A-K-E. <laughs> 100%. I saw somebody yesterday posted that UFC is is staged because Ronda Rousey won that fight so quick. <laughs> no, she just punched the chick in the face a couple times. That was it. She did. I saw the whole thing on Facebook when I got home. I was sitting at my... What happened yesterday is my neighbor broke her finger and she didn't want to go. I kept telling her, like, go to the hospital, go to the hospital, go to the... I don't want to go by myself. Like, all right. When I get home, I will walk you to the fucking hospital. So I went with the went with her to the hospital, and I'm sitting out in the fucking lobby waiting for her to get X-rays and shit. And I'm just on Facebook, like when like who won the Ronda, Ronda Rousey fight? It's like midnight by this point. It's like you know that's got to be done by now, right? And, nope, it hasn't happened yet. Are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> I mean, it hasn't happened yet. It's fucking midnight. Apparently, these UFC shows take forever. Yeah, they had to extend the card last night. Um, some some deal with Visa, and <laughs> get extra matches on. I I don't know the whole deal. I just I saw. Okay, well, whatever. I think we're about done here. I'm gonna play this as our outro music. I'm think so, Joe, along with. Uh, I am at Think So Joe and Noyce is at Mark underscore Noyce at G of the Internet at Random Redhead for JT at Random Double underscore Zero for the Coaster. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern right here on BoardWrestlingFan.com or live on our Facebook page. Just click on uh, Radio Plugin and that'll get you to our live feed. And, uh, course rest in peace roddy piper we'll miss you special thanks to stevie j for coming on the show today roddy piper is changing the questions in the big ring in the sky rest in peace roddy piper you uh stevie ray came on the show not stevie j but <laughs> who's counting where the fuck's the one i'm looking for I was going to play a Roddy Piper clip to lead us out, but my flash drive decided it doesn't want to work, so <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>